Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. For the last couple years at Taylor Automall, we've been searching for the best loyalty program for our customers. While I'm more than proud to announce our partnership with Canada's most recognized loyalty program, the Air Miles Reward Program. You can now get Air Miles Reward Miles on new and used eligible purchases, finance and insurance products, service parts, accessories, and more. You heard it right, we now offer Air Miles. Taylor Automall and Air Miles, together we will take you anywhere. Terms and conditions apply. Please contact us for more details. And welcome uh, to uh, 15 Minutes With. Uh, we're pleased to be joined to have uh, back on the podcast, uh, Larry Stafford, who was with us last year. Larry is a uh, Kingston music legend, uh, as a musician, as a tech, as a promoter. Uh, and uh, I want to talk to Larry about a, a, a Facebook page that he actually uh, started a couple of years ago called the Kingston History of Bands. And that's what we had him on last year, all to, just to talk about that page, but also the history of uh, music in Kingston and, and Larry, uh, welcome back to the podcast. And you've had some challenges with this page, uh, on Facebook cause you got hacked. I yes, I did. Thanks for having me back by the way, Tim. <laughs> My pleasure. And, uh, yes, it, uh, I mean, unfortunately it's part of the, uh, the, the cyberspace world, I guess. Uh, it actually wasn't just my Facebook that got hacked. My, um, the person who uh, was responsible for hacking my accounts uh, literally took over my email account, uh, my Facebook account. I wow. I couldn't. I just went to go on Facebook one day, and all and when I opened my page, there was a woman's profile picture and a name there that I won't mention on on yeah. air. But uh, uh, any rate. Um, she had taken control of my account and I could not do anything about it. So I tried to contact Facebook, uh, for two days straight endlessly, uh, no results right now. If you try and phone, I looked up uh, different locate numbers and there was one for security, one for, uh, customer service, uh, various things. Uh, they have numbers listed like one 800 type numbers, uh, none of which function right now. If you go there, they all ring, and then they say, with the uh, COVID-19, uh, we're unable to take calls at this point in time. So you cannot phone Facebook for any reason right at the moment. Not that I know of, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I tried I tried for two days, and I thought, my main concern, of course, was that my Kingston History of Bands page is attached to your account with Facebook, my under Larry Stafford, so that if I just close the account and open a new one, which you can do easily enough, uh, I would lose all of my band pictures that I've accumulated in the area of you know two to three thousand no pictures. Was this person uh, trying to hold 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 uh, the information hostage at all, or were they looking for something? Well, this is a, I mean, most of the times when you're going to have uh, somebody like a hacker like this. There's a, an end gain would be a financial gain of some kind, of course. So as it turned out, just uh, I won't go into all the detail, but just to give your your friends a, an idea of what uh, can happen is that where the problem was with my IP address, which to my knowledge, and I'm not great on this stuff, has to do with your wireless. 
and I didn't have proper viral protection against my IP address, is what the the IT company that finally solved my issues told me. Uh, and so that I was getting email from uh, places like eBay, uh, my PC points card saying, uh, we see you tried to change your, your uh, password. So they were trying to change passwords on all of my various wow. accounts. I know it's scary because yeah. it gets personal then, you know, and then they they said if you do online banking, you know, go in and change your password right away, uh, notify your bank and things like that. So I had to go through all that too uh, and one by one get all these straightened around. But the Facebook one, uh, these people that I employed just by Googling uh, that I had uh, someone had taken my Facebook account what do I do? And sure enough, I hit an IT company that was able to help me. Uh, it cost me a bit of money, but most of that was to pay for additional viral protection for two years. Um, and then I, they did close my original Facebook account. So there is no Larry Stafford, not me, Larry Stafford. Anyways, sure. there's others uh, in Facebook. And I changed and started a new account under Larry B. Stafford with my middle initial in there just as, so I could distinguish it. And people would know, and then I had to rebuild my whole friends list again. But they did uh, come back to me. They called me back, the IT company, and said, we've managed to save Kingston History of Bands page for an additional 30 days, and then it will disappear, which will be, we'll see, this weekend. As a matter of fact, it's supposed to disappear. So nothing has happened on the old Kingston History of Bands page. If you go there, you, you can see that the latest entry was May 8th, and nothing has happened since then. Have you been able uh, to, to transfer uh, the photos and posts from uh, Kingston History of Bands to Kingston History of Bands 2020? Yes, that's what I did. I started okay. up the new Kingston History of Bands 2020 page. So for anybody who's interested in seeing it, that's the one to go to. The other one should be disappearing within a few days. Uh, I was able to transfer in a long, about three-day process, all of the pictures, <clears throat> excuse me, onto my new Kingston History Bands 2020 page. So no pictures were lost, which was excellent. Uh -huh. Yeah, because th th there's some incredible photos. And I've had them sent in from people. and You know, I, a lot of them I kept in my photo library and my computer, too, but uh, a lot of them... I didn't. They just got transferred right onto the page. So when people left them on the page for me and things like that, and you know, I would never be able to get some of those back. And so, at any rate, what the only thing that got lost in the transfer was all the old comments. They're going to go away. So unfortunately, people that commented on pictures and that's a big part of it. Yeah. It's almost like a storytelling. You know, somebody puts in their their opinion, and then somebody else will say, "Well, no, I think you're wrong. It's a different person in the van." You know, just regular band talk which is of interest to a lot of a lot of people and comments about relatives that were in bands things like that unfortunately all the comments got lost so people are now adding new comments to the new page uh, we get a whole new set of uh, comments but I did manage to keep all pictures and all description of the pictures that I had posted but I was unable to transfer all the old comments it would have taken forever to do it anyways you know it is too so bad anyways the page is page is still up and running and i've added a bunch of new stuff and people have gotten interested again because of all the hubbub and uh, submitted some new videos and pictures so it's it's still an ongoing thing but i tell everybody just to go to kingston history bands 2020, 2020 now well it's too bad the about the comments too. because you know you've got the photographs but in a lot of those comments that's where you learn a lot of the history yeah. of some of these bands 
because some of them, you know, quite frankly, I'd never heard of. And uh, yeah, some are more uh, famous than old, others. Yeah, an old country band from the '50s that I didn't know, I didn't recognize anybody when I looked at the picture, and I, I said, I'm going to post this anyways, and I can't tell you much about it other than the name of the band, and uh, I can't even think of it at the moment, but uh, it was a local country band that apparently had some pretty big notoriety in the 50s, and uh, gradually, from the comments, like you're saying, I was able to name every person in the band, and it was about an eight-piece band, so all these people came forward, and oh, that's my uncle so-and-so, and, you know, but it was very, it's it, it makes it very interesting, and like I say, it's it's uh, uh, if you follow Vintage Kingston, it's a very similar type of thing. Except uh, Bill Stevenson, who runs Vintage Kingston, has done a fantastic that's, yeah, job. That's a that's an amar- yeah. You know, th- these are my two favorite pages: your page and 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 the the Vintage page are just incredible. Well, just before the crash or the the hacking, uh, I I gave him a call actually to see if we could get together once this. Uh, COVID thing clears up. I said, we can do it by phone, but it'd be nice if we could just go somewhere and have a coffee and sit down and talk. I was going to pick his brain about how to uh, get my website established. So that that's the other thing is what I'm doing is I, am go- I, I have the rights to the name and I have website uh, already there, just nothing on it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to transfer uh, once again over time all of the pictures into my website because... Nobody ever knows what could happen with Facebook. No, you know, kidding. I mean, yeah. it's the popular media, you know, right now, but that could all change. In fact, I see that to an extent that it is starting to change a bit. Um, and who knows? But the trouble is Facebook own everything that's on their page, period. They own it. So they they own my Kingston History of Bands page uh, because it's part of my account. They, they can take all my pictures and do whatever they want with them, right. and I can't really stop them legally, yeah. you know. They don't, but I'm just no, saying no. that they, they do. And if something happens that Facebook goes down or my account gets hacked again like that, I don't want to go through this again. <laughs> so I, if I create my own website and put everything there as well, I'll leave it on Facebook because that's the popular place for people to look at things. But then they can always just uh, link over to the website and see everything there too. So that's that's where I'm at with it. But it actually came, I hate to say it, but it came at a fairly good time for me because I was uh, working from home and now I'm not working at all. So I had time to do all this that I normally wouldn't have had. So that, that helps a lot too. Well, yeah, the thing with COVID, if you're going to deal with some challenges that would keep you normally away from work, it was the time to do it. Yeah, well, it's, it was great that I did have a few days of time yeah. that I could dedicate to doing nothing but transferring pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and with the new page, uh, there's some new photos I've found uh, yep. and a couple I want to ask you about. And there were some people that I didn't get to ask you about the last time after you left. Uh, when we uh, talked last summer, you walked out the door and I said to Tori, your daughter, damn, you know, there was this and this I wanted uh, to ask your dad about. So good thing we have you back on. But and the yeah, first one that struck me... First Anytime one, you want to contact me with questions like oh, that, yeah, you're more yeah. welcome to. Well, it's fascinating. I mean, and, and the first one that struck me uh, was uh, a photograph of Brian Olney and the Monarchs. And I remember oh, yeah. Brian Olney as a uh, on-air personality with CKWS Radio. And then yeah. I believe went on and taught at Loyalist College. But he was That's right. he was somebody that had a huge was a huge influence, you know, back in the 60s. Uh, I recall as uh, somebody with a huge influence in the, in the music scene in Kingston. Oh, absolutely. He was, you know, and of course, with it being at, in those days, the AM stations, 
uh, CKLC and CKWS were very, very competitive to the point where uh, Bob McCord uh, with CKLC uh, started managing uh, the Vibrations, which is a, a local band similar to the Monarchs. And so it became a big, big contest wow. between <laughs> Bob McCord and the Vibrations for CKLC and Brian Olney and the Monarchs for CKWS. Uh, I guess Brian kind of ha- had the... Uh, advantage in that uh, they had TV too and of course he got into the Teenage Dance Party which yep. was a huge Brian Olney's you know, t- Teenage Dance Party right yeah he yeah. started I, I think he was I'm not sure now I shouldn't say that if he was the original guy with that but he did eventually take it over there was a guy named Ted Curl back in those days I think he started it but I'm not positive on that and then as you say Brian Olney went on to uh, to form the whole uh, radio TV technology course at uh, Loyalist College that uh some friends of mine actually uh, took that course. Yeah. Uh, uh, guys that played in bands, Chris Harvey went on to a career in uh, sportscasting and newscasting that he got from his course that he took with Brian only because he knew Brian from, from the band scene. Mm-hmm. So it all linked together. But yeah, uh, I get those pictures. I've got a lot of pictures of the Monarchs when it comes to the bands out of the 50s and the early 60s. I, I have probably more of that band than any, uh, and that's because some of the former members, Pete Beebe, um, Al Duff is another guy that he, he was with the Vibrations, but he sent me a bunch of pictures. And Ronnie Thompson, who was the original bass player in the Monarchs, is out west somewhere, and he we're friends on Facebook, and he sent me a bunch. So, so uh, that's as I say, the page is put together with the efforts of a lot of people, not just myself. I'm just putting putting it all on paper, but it, it you know, uh, the input from people is because they, they are, and, and the Monarchs are still playing, which is the incredible part. Yeah. Well, they were one of the very, very first bands in Kingston, uh, rock bands in Kingston, and uh, they're still going, but there's well, none of the original players now. In those days, they were kind of Kingston's house band because the impression I get is that when, the, when a big act did come to town, the Monarchs usually were the opener. Quite often, yeah. And I remember several Battle of the Bands at the Kingston Memorial Center with both the Vibrations and the Monarchs. Uh, the radio stations kind of sponsored jointly. So it was, yeah, it was a big a big part of the music scene in those days, for sure. Now, another uh, person that was a big influence in the Kingston music scene, behind the scenes more than anything, uh, was Bernie Dobbin uh, with, oh, the, yeah. with the Dobbin Agency. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then Brian Hinchy took that over. And Brian Hinchy was yeah. a musician in a lot of bands, but that yeah. the, the the Dobbin Agency, um, you know, they really gave a voice to a lot of bands in Kingston. Oh, they sure did. Uh, Bernie was a Deserano uh, person that uh, started a small agency there with his own uh, brother's band, Jimmy Dobbin, uh, and they were called the NDs, uh, which I believe I was told stood for the letters N and D. It wasn't spelled that way, but. Napanee and Deserano, because that's where they were all from. <laughs> so, anyway, that's where Bernie started, and then he made the big move of uh, opening an office in Kingston. Uh, Bernie was a, uh, just a wonderful guy, uh, a player himself too. But a lot of people didn't know that till later. He was more of a, a bluegrass mandolin player. But uh, uh, Bernie was really instrumental in, especially uh, the Ottawa Valley up in that area. He, he booked all the bands up in there. And then he started linking in with agents from the Toronto, London uh, area, uh, Windsor, that would spread it out. So they'd do split commission as agents and 
our bands would get chances to go and play some of these places. So, you know, we traveled all over Ontario and Quebec playing uh, various clubs and uh, dances that uh, Bernie Dalvin booked. So I have nothing but good to say about that man. He uh, he was just a, a great guy and did an awful lot. Uh, my band, Street Noise, originally was booked through Toronto agencies, and we tried to go full-time for, oh, about three years, and then came back to Kingston, gave up on the, on that, and uh, Bernie Dobbin convinced us to put the band back together and took it back out again for another five, six years, wow. and he booked us all all over the place. So, yeah, and everybody that ever, uh, you know, booked through Bernie's office, uh, like you say, Brian Hinchy was in there, and he played a lot, too. Dave Butler was also an agent there, uh, playing musicians, and knew all the people in Kingston already, so that helped, you know. But, yeah, he was a big, big influence. One other guy I wanted to do, the last guy I want to ask you about, uh, somebody I've known since the day I was born, uh, Bill Bosworth, who still plays today, and back in the day in the 60s was uh, a very versatile drummer and known as King Boz. Uh, King Boz and the boys, You've got some great photos of him uh, with the... (laughs) With the sort of the Elvis do, uh, yeah. And he's gonna well, Bill, uh, Bill sent me those pictures. I, I, I'm still in touch with Bill <laughs> yeah, quite regularly. Well. Yeah, he he plays in all different kinds of jazz bands, rock bands, and everything else. But uh, uh, he also, did, yeah, originally King Boz and the Boys, I believe, and then uh, actually my older brother played in. They were more like uh, instrumental bands. The vocals wasn't a big thing in those days. They'd take. Uh, uh, dance band arrangements and and have horn players and things, but very seldom there, there was any there was no singer in those bands. Uh, in fact, it was I don't think there was any vocal at all. Um, oh. So instrumental bands, and but that's where and uh, Bill Bosworth's dad owned Canda Drive yep, for Kingston and uh, started on so Davidson Street and then out on Gardner's Road. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Bill still lives very nearby yeah. the original house there. Uh, he bought. He has a house down down in that same very. I think it's on Alwington. I got on Center Street. Center Street. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but excuse me. Anyways, when uh, Canda Dry came out with the drink called the High Spot, High Spot, and Bill got sponsorship through his dad. They wore jackets with the high spot crest <laughs> on the on the lapel, <laughs> and uh, they called it the High Spot. So that's what. King Boz and the boys became, but uh, yeah. And again, like you say, it's amazing because that's long before I started playing in bands and uh, Bill still plays. He does. Yeah. I think Bill plays, does the jazz at, uh, well, when it's, when it reopens, uh, uh, Olivea, he was, uh, he was there. Well, it's almost scary when you think about it. I mean, uh, we're talking in the fifties here. Uh, you know, we're talking 70 years ago <laughs> of playing. So I thought I'd play, I've, I've played for a long time, but, uh, I didn't really start. I started, I always say that I started later than a lot of the other guys. I didn't really start playing in bands until I think 65 or 66 around there. And a lot of my friends were already playing and had been for five years, you know? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, unbelievably great time to play in a band of course when the beatles came along too that changed everything sure everybody was in a everybody. band back in those days everybody yeah. played in a band yeah, yeah. The, the thing the other thing i love about uh uh history kingston history bands 2020 is you've got a, a a small section about uh the tech guys i mean no a band can't go on stage unless there's a sound guy and there's a lighting guy and the, the tech people are the backbone of a band and it's and you mm-hmm. pay tribute to a lot of these guys that's i think that's great 
Well, I kind of appreciate that because I that's what I did uh, for the last uh, you know twenty five years or thirty years of my my career. I, I had my own sound company and and I operated sound and lighting and things. So yes, those guys do deserve and and not just the sound and lighting techs, but the uh, the other people that were were supporters. Uh, some people just voluntarily supported yeah. bands, you know. Uh, and yeah, they all deserve a, a hats off to because uh, it's how the music scene works, and it still works that way to this day. The local supporters of music uh, uh, on the Kingston scene do a lot for the bands. They do Absolutely. an awful lot. Well, and that sort of ties into uh, you know what we're, we're music in the music scene in Kingston is now in the last few months with COVID. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's no live performance in a in a in a bar or any venue in Kingston, so a lot of musicians are going to. Uh, they're having, uh, uh, you know, Facebook Live. Uh, we do that with yeah. the Kingstonist. Uh, we've had Miss Emily on, and she does her own thing uh, with on Facebook. And but there are some musicians that would struggle with, uh, you know, there's some great artists, but they're not necessarily yeah. great tech people. So it's it's uh, it's been a challenge for some artists to get on social media to to show their talent. Yes, it is. I mean, it, although there's so much of it happening right now because it's the only way um, that it's become much easier now, of course, with the zoom meetings and things that I'm yeah. sure you've probably been oh, involved with yeah, or just the, the typical Skype type of thing with a group where you can get four or five people on. You probably notice when you watch a video like that, that, uh, uh, it's far from perfect. Yes. There'll be, it'll stop for a second and then start it again, you know, or voices get clipped or a lot of, a lot of little technical glitches, which is, Usually okay for a meeting because you can always just say, could you repeat that if you didn't get it the first time? You know, uh, if you're trying to do music though, you want something that's a little better quality. So if you are into making a home video at this point in time, um, there's all kinds of uh, software that you can add to your computer uh, programs so that you can do it. Uh, I'm again, I'm not technically up on that type of thing, so. I did one with Dave Barton. He put one on there and said he wanted somebody else to do the vocal work on it. So I said, I, I don't know, in a weak moment, I said, I'll take that challenge. So anyways, uh, it was so simple for me. Dave just sent me a track to rehearse the song with, and then I recorded it back on a little Zoom recorder for the audio portion so that it was good of myself singing along to the track. And then I just videoed it off my phone, basically. And I sent it back to Dave, and he did everything from there. But see, it's syncing it all up so that everything's timed together. And, I mean, I've seen uh, some amazing productions in the last month. Uh, one that comes to mind was a friend of mine who's the conductor of the Ottawa Military Band. Those guys were all at home, so he got some 24 or 26 guys all to play their parts individually. And then he took it all, of course, and, and the, the technical work is what we're talking about of mixing it down so that everything's in balance, everything's good and clear, mm-hmm. and it's all synced together. So it just looks like a band playing, but from 26 different places, you know. Uh, and the quality was so amazing. I was just, I couldn't believe it. So it, the technology's there, but not every everybody's got the abilities to do that or the you know desire to get into the the technical end of it so much. Now what I see happening too, which is very interesting, is like the toucan is actually putting a band in their on their stage and playing, 
with social distancing, six feet apart, and then just broadcasting it. So it is that. That's actual live. That's actual live performance again, which is good, but it's still not the same as being. Well, that's the thing. uh, It's not. It's not the same as being in a venue, seeing a band live. Had uh, uh, Pecky Reed in here, in here, uh, talking about uh, her challenges in the furniture business, not going to furniture shows, and that's where you exchange a lot of information. But it's you know, it's great having being able to see bands, but. Just the interaction you have in a, at a live event with with other fans is is something you can't replace. Yeah, well, and again, it's the only way at the moment. So uh, people are you know, are more than happy to at least get some exposure to good live music. You know, um, it's uh, the other thing I was going to mention too. That's amazing because it is it is progressing so fast on the on the. Uh, technical end of things is that when they, the uh, the American first show that for the COVID was had all the big names on it and some of it was I mean it was just a guy sitting in front of his <laughs> iPhone playing his guitar and singing or some people got right into it like Keith Urban and had uh, three you know three images of himself projecting he's got a studio in his house and I'm sure he probably had technicians sitting outside in a truck so the Variance in quality is incredible. From a guy just sitting there playing guitar, singing into a phone, to a full-scale, you know, production with lighting and everything else, it can happen, you know. So, but I thought I was very impressed with the Canadian production that was on. I thought the quality was better, and I mean, the the American one had Elton John, it had the Stones, it had everybody, uh, but the Canadian one was excellent. Yeah, quality was, wise, was. everybody was good, you know. Well, I hope the new normal, uh, you know, we have this technology that's uh, it seems to be advancing daily, but I still hope the new normal includes us all being able to go to venues to see bands live. And, and well, I, I know we'll together. get back to that yeah. again. I work at the Grand Theater and we're, we're you know, we're down and we have no idea when uh, it'll ever be able to be reopened on, on the scale that it was. Uh, of course, there's all the talk about having, uh, again, with patios being outdoor first because of the fact that you're not in an enclosed area so it's less i guess a little less risk of catching anything um i i'm of mixed opinion as to whether we should be rushing into that or not uh essential things obviously have to be opened uh, and uh, the restaurant trade and food yep. trade so the bar trade is it would be next, but again, getting a large group getting, of people crammed, right. crammed into a tight area, that's that's not going to happen for quite some time. But they might be able to do, uh, again, I saw recently a, a concert by a classical group in a theater, and there was an experiment, and they allowed, I, know, I can't remember, 150 people in and made them sit six seats apart and things like that. Uh, so there wasn't an actual audience for the musicians, because that's the big part of it. The musicians on stage, I know myself from playing, they play off the crowd and the crowd plays off them. Yes. It's, a, it's a two-way street. And, and if it's just a band, it's, then it makes it more almost just like a, they're having a, re- a rehearsal that people are watching on a computer as opposed <laughs> to the, the the real contact there, you know. So even if they do open a club, you know, a larger club, let's say the size of Blue Martini, and they had people spaced apart properly, there's all kinds of issues still with that. Oh, yeah. The washroom, yeah. washroom yeah. facilities, food facility, uh, the drink serving, all of that. Um, how all that's going to come about is, is still up in the air. So uh, it's going to be a long process. And unfortunately, the musicians are, are income-less while this is all happening pretty much, you know. Absolutely. So 
Well, Larry, I uh, I appreciate your time. We're going to have you back on again because there are questions I haven't been able to to ask you. Uh, but I just want to uh, congratulate you on re-upping the uh, the, the new uh, Kingston History of Bands 2020 page. And uh, yeah. sorry that you had to go through all that stuff with uh, just an incredible story of hacking with uh, your account and with the uh, with the uh, band page account. But we're as yeah, uh, we're glad you. Well, had we were lucky account. to be able to. Lucky to be able to save it all this time, and hopefully it won't happen no again. But again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and get better protection so that that is yeah. avoidable. Um, but I really appreciate your uh, giving me the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure! To, no, we'll have as tell I said. people with what, what's actually happening out there. Yeah. And uh, as always, I always ask anybody who's got old pictures hidden around their house, and I know there's thousands of them out there. Uh, by all means, uh, we're always looking for new new pictures to post. So uh, anybody wants to submit anything. They can submit them right on the page or they can just contact me and message me personally and, and do it that way. Well, that's great, Larry. I, I, I appreciate it. And as I said, you're, you're, you're going to be a regular on this podcast. So uh, thank you for your time and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, give me a call anytime you want to update again. All right. Thanks, Larry. Okay, Tim. Yep. Take care. Bye for now.